Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boost promotions and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the pros before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Ron Kruk. The Superbook Sports Podcast is back in your life and we will never blow a fourth quarter lead. I promise that. Ron Kruk joined by the men behind the counters at the Superbook at the Westgate in las vegas veteran odds makers and the best in the business trust me jay cornegay and john murray guys another really unpredictable weekend in the nfl let's get right to it it seemed like the favorites were in control until some late swings really changed everything and four underdogs covered in dallas vegas baltimore and cleveland Kind of crazy. Uh, Jay, how did the Superbook fare this past weekend? Overall, it was a great weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, you were talking about Sunday when a couple of those games, like uh, Falcons coming back, having that late cover against the Rams was a huge game for us. The Cardinals, obviously, coming back and beating the Raiders outright was a huge win. But uh, can't forget about those Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys win over Cincinnati. Another big win for the book, and Saturday was pretty good as well. We had one of the biggest games of the day was Notre Dame in California, and uh, with Notre Dame failing to cover that one, turned out to be a big win for us. So overall, a very solid weekend for the books. All right, and John Boxing took over mm-hmm. T-Mobile this past weekend in Vegas. Uh, after 36 rounds together, the trilogy I guess has come to a close. Canelo Alvarez scores another close unanimous decision win over Triple G. Did you take some big bets uh, this weekend on that fight? And tell us how the book did overall. It's a lot of handle on that fight. Uh, I think it was probably our best uh, volume fight of the year in boxing. Biggest bet we took, one guy came in on Saturday morning. He bet 200000 to win 40000 on Canelo. But there was plenty of support for Triple G in the market as well. So there was a lot of money both ways. Really wasn't a huge decision because we had so much money on both sides. Did lose a little bit. Canelo going to decision. Uh, there was some sharp money on the under. Didn't get there. Looked like Canelo kind of took his foot off the gas in that fight to me. I agree. Uh, he, he, and, I, and I didn't understand the people saying Canelo won 11 or 12 rounds either. That wasn't true. Canelo clearly was losing at the end of that fight. Uh, it was almost like he was trying to string him along to maybe milk it for the money for a fourth fight. I don't. I don't think we. I don't think we need to see that again, frankly. But I'm. I'm uh, tapping. Canelo was so dominant early in that fight. Didn't seem seem like he was going to get him out of there, but he didn't. Uh, I'll remember that trilogy this way, Ron. Golovkin won the first fight. The second fight was extremely close. Extremely close. Canelo got the nod there, and then obviously Canelo won the third fight. So a very fair trilogy. I don't think Canelo. 2-0-1 is a fair final record for that trilogy, but I am ready to move on to Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford in November. Yeah, 
I love that. I, it's time to get some fresh blood, and I agree. Uh, great, you know, looking back, it'll be a fun trilogy, but I think uh, it's time to move on as well. And speaking of move on, six teams remain unbeaten in the NFL as we gear up for week number three. Guys, let's go to it. Um, big game this week. The Buffalo Bills traveling down to South Florida to take on maybe uh, for some the surprising Miami Dolphins uh, after back to back just beatdowns of the Rams and Titans. The Super Bowl favorite, the Buffalo Bills, traveled to South Florida for this matchup with the undefeated Miami Dolphins, who, I mean, I'm still spinning after that crazy comeback they pulled off in Baltimore after being down 35 to 14. The 2-0 Dolphins get another tough task in this very pivotal AFC East matchup. Just check the odds. Buffalo guys up to uh, minus six right now. The over under 52 and a half. Jay, we'll go to you first. Give us some details on this one. Well, the Bills are probably the most popular team on the board these days, and that's not surprising. But uh, just to give you uh, a temperature of what happened the last couple of days, we had the Bills minus four heading into that game against the Titans. And after that performance, a dominating performance, once again, you know, this thing got up to five, five and a half, and now we're at six. It actually got up to six and a half earlier today, and now we're back uh, to six. But a lot of tickets. And teams like right now, you're talking about Buffalo, Kansas City, and Philadelphia after their win. These are going to be the three most popular teams heading into next weekend. But a high-volume game, probably the game of the week. Yeah, absolutely. John, your thoughts? You know, some mm-hmm. think the Dolphins uh, you know, being 2-0, and a little surprised, but they were getting some money on them uh, as a surprise team in the AFC. Give us your thoughts on this matchup. Buffalo's the best team in the NFL, and they're showing it right now. I mean, not only do they have two big blowout wins, they did it against the team that won the Super Bowl last year. And people forget this, Tennessee was the one seed in the AFC last year. I mean, it's not like they just played two patsies and got to 2-0. and I mean, they're, they're just crushing the best teams in the NFL right now. Buffalo's got some guys out, too, that they're going to be getting back uh, shortly. So the, the Bills are right. head and shoulders above the league, and it, it's built into this line because Miami's one of the best teams in the AFC, too, and they're getting six points at home. And that's mm-hmm. because we know everyone's going to bet on Buffalo. Jay's right. They're the most popular team in the league right now. They're the best team in the league right now, and Allen's the best player in the league right now. So I, I think this is clearly the game of the week. I don't know why it's at 10 a.m., I think it's, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this game. This is a, uh, Miami's a very interesting team, and, and Buffalo is, is the Super Bowl favorites. So great matchup in the morning. Between a 10 a.m. game and the uh, doubleheader that really wasn't a doubleheader, we need, we need to do <laughs> something with the NFL scheduling department. But this is a great game. Both teams come in 2-0 and against the spread. Miami 6-1 and against the spread in their last seven home games. But Buffalo has beaten the Dolphins seven straight times. All right, two teams, guys, that were getting a lot of love early on, maybe – possibly being AFC champions, uh, especially the team in your town, are now 0-2, and both of them dire need of a win when the Las Vegas Raiders travel to Music City to take on the Tennessee Titans. All right, Vegas is another one of those teams where there was the AFC North where so many teams collapsed, but suddenly, somehow, Kyler Murray led the Cardinals to that improbable overtime comeback if if you took the under on that game, I'm sorry. Uh, that was brutal. As the uh, Cardinals come back, they get the win. 
Tennessee, John just mentioned, gets destroyed in Buffalo on the road. Offense looking terrible, and they need to get Derrick Henry rolling if they're going to compete at all this season. Just checking out the odds coming in now. Vegas coming out. They are now a two-point favorite on the road. The over-under sitting at 45 and a half. Uh, Give us your thoughts on this one, Jay. Well, we opened this one two weeks ago at Pickham, which I thought was the right line. And then going into Monday night, we had the Raiders a one-point favorite. And then after that dismantling job by the uh, Bills, jumped up to two and a half, and now we're settling in at two. I think it's a little too much. I I really think that this should go back to a Pickham, mainly because I'm not sold on what the Raiders, and I'm not sure how they're going to react to that game from, from last weekend. I was just a total collapse in the second half. It wasn't just about the last two minutes or or overtime. It was a collapse in the second half where they just didn't do anything. I don't see how Devontae Adams could only have two catches in that game. It's mind-boggling after, you know, putting up some of the biggest numbers that we've seen for a receiver week one. I mean, 12 catches, I don't know what he had, 190 yards or something like that. It was an amazing performance, but for them – to be a two-point favorite at Tennessee, in my uh, eyes, that's just a little too much. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I have a hard time uh, I'm thinking the Raiders should be a favorite on the road anywhere right now, but they go into Tennessee. Both teams need a win. Uh, let's keep it moving, fellas, and uh, battle the Bays and two all-time greats when Aaron Rodgers leads his uh, one-on-one Packers to South Florida to take on Tom Brady and the undefeated Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Brady got his first win as a Buck against the Saints last week, and the Pack got their first victory of the season uh, when they beat the Bears. Interesting here as you look at the current line coming in uh, from Superbook.com, of course. The Bucks are one and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, the over under is set at 42. And uh, I think there's going to be, you know, the wide receivers are kind of in the spotlight as we go into this one. Of course, Mike Evans is out. He's uh, serving the one game suspension for basically blowing up Marshawn Lattimore uh, on a late hit. And then Julio Jones and Chris Godwin are both nursing injuries. So, uh, John, how uh, are, uh, will those injuries play a, a you know movement in the line? Will we see some movement as we get ready for Green Bay and Tampa? Well, Tampa needs somebody to throw the ball to. Uh, you know, Tampa's offense hasn't played well at all through the first two games. I mean, they really they were kind of carried by the officials down the field for that touchdown that put them ahead against New Orleans. Didn't score uh, didn't score much week one against Boy. Dallas. Very little offensively for the Bucks so far, and if all those receivers are out. Brady's already dealing with a bunch of offensive line injuries. Uh, I think that would really tilt this game in favor of Green Bay. Did see one sharp bet I can report, Ron. A guy went over 41. I think maybe that that bet is a reaction to us going a little bit too low with this total. I mean, I know there's some banged-up guys, and and Tampa Bay's offense has struggled, but the thought there is we might have gone a little too low. 41 is pretty low when you're talking about two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. But both these teams are very good defensively. You know, everything about these two teams is about the quarterbacks, and deservedly so. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. But really, both these teams relying on their defense more than anything for the first two weeks. 
Yeah, absolutely. Great point, John. And I saw a stat crazy. I think this is the first time in NFL history that two quarterbacks that have won the MVP three times will be matched up. So yeah, you would think there might be some fireworks in here, but you know, the unders have come in big this year. The Bucks two and O against the spread coming in. Green Bay one and one. But the pack have lost four in a row against the spread on the road. All right, let's keep it rolling. And wow, this game, guys, uh, let, where, where do we begin? After penalties, uh, just sloppy play, questionable coaching decisions by rookie head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Can the one and one Denver Broncos get things right when they host the one and one Jimmy Garoppolo led San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football. Broncos struggled to get by the Texans at home and the 49ers beat down their division rival Seattle last week. Crazy movement in this one. Uh, Denver opened up as a two and a half point favorite at home, but we've seen a massive swing. Broncos now uh, getting a point in a half at home. Jay, I mean, what in the wide world of sports is going on with this line? Well, there's <laughs> reality hurts in Denver right now, and they're just not a very good team, um, especially yeah. offensively. Uh, they seem to be very unorganized. They're not disciplined. I mean, I don't know how you could have 25 penalties in two games. Brutal. That's just that's just unheard of. You know, everybody says, well, give them some time and you know, they're going to be on the same page. Well, I don't think it's going to happen this week because I think 49ers with Jimmy is, uh, one, it's a better club with Jimmy at the controls. And two, I, I just think the 49ers are a very solid team. And with uh, Garoppolo back there, I would make them one of the favorites, uh, you know, to come out of the NFC. I, right now, I would think it would be the Eagles. But 49ers are right up there in, in my top three out of coming out of the NFC with Garoppolo uh, running the controls. Uh, as far as the Denver side, it's just very frustrating to be a Bronco fan. Uh, that that first game was very frustrating throughout the entire game against Seattle. And then you play one of the worst teams, in fact, maybe the worst team, and uh, you can't get it done at home. I mean, just they're very fortunate, very fortunate that they won that game. And now you're going to go against a, a very physical team in San Francisco. I can understand why the line changed. I know the Broncos have a couple of injuries as well. I mean, yeah. you're looking at controlling Williams and Sutton. All right. I think the 49ers going to be able to do that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see this thing go up a little more, not to three, but maybe two, two and a half. Interesting. And John, I want to get your take. Uh, you know, yeah, Jabe just mentioned it. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. Pat Sertan and Jerry Judy listed day to day. They might not play and, and the 49ers might get, George Kittle back too. That would be huge because Denver hasn't learned to uh, cover a linebacker in about 10 years. So uh, you give us your thoughts on the Sunday night matchup. Well, I think the 49ers actually played the worst team in the league last Sunday, Jay. I think, I think Seattle is going to prove to be the worst Denver team. lost to. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, because they exactly fumbled, Ron, because I mean, they fumbled the ball exactly at the one right. yard line. They fumbled the ball at the one yard line twice in the same game. I just like the Denver Broncos because they always seem to hire the funniest coach in the league. You know, first they gave us Vance Joseph, then they gave us Vic Fangio, and now clearly the the torch has been passed to Nathaniel Hackett. How this guy gets to be an NFL head coach, I have no idea, but it's hilarious for those of us at home that aren't Broncos fans. I I, I have to agree with Jay. I mean, it's a, it's a tough matchup for the Broncos, especially if Kittle is back because 
Kyle Shanahan is on that other sideline. Well, and, you know, and you've got, against hey, Hackett. I'm sorry, John, but it was just you made a point there. And then when they were talking about they were showing the Packers on Sunday night against the Bears, and they were talking about Hackett's uh, relationship with uh, Rodgers and company, and it it almost sounded like he didn't really have to do anything. <laughs> it was like, oh, he played checkers, you know, with you know, Aaron. Up, oh, they played cornhole almost, together. They almost played, sounded like, like, like yeah. well, yeah, of course he didn't have to. It's just like, it's just like when, when Peyton Manning was the quarterback for the Broncos, he got both of his offensive coordinators head coaching jobs, Mike McCoy and then Adam Gaze. I mean, right. anybody could have been mm-hmm. – Anyone could have been the offensive coordinator of the Broncos when they had Peyton Manning getting up yeah, to the line, right. looking at – he just got up to the line, looked at the defense and said, here's the play I'm running. You should always be worried when you hire as your head coach the offensive coordinator of a team with an exceptionally great quarterback. No we doubt. We just don't great know. Point. We just don't know. I mean, and no offense to, to Eric Bieniemy with Patrick Mahomes or whoever the offensive coordinator is from Buffalo. It looks like Dable's doing a good job. Yes, but yep. with jo- they've got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Anybody could be the coordinator of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm sure Hackett will do better. But yeah, you I mean, admit, they can't do the, worse. They it's been funny the first worse, two John. weeks. I yeah, know. I mean, and uh, it, it, they cannot do worse. It, you know, they're playing like a team that did not have a preseason, and pretty much they did not have a preseason. Quickly, before we move on, how does uh, Jimmy G affect uh, it, it starting now, taking over for, for Trey Lance? Uh, did it affect some 49er futures? Not really. We, we uh, talked to Ed about that on, on Sunday, and he thought – um, Ed Sammons is one of our top NFL, if not our top, you know, NFL uh, odds maker. And he thought the power rating was about the same from mm-hmm. Trey Lance to Jimmy and Garoppolo. I, in my eyes, though, I, I, I disagreed. OK, I thought 49ers were a better team with Garoppolo back there, a healthy one. And I think he's going to prove that, as I mentioned earlier. They don't ask the quarterback to do much, you know, whether it's Lance Good or Garoppolo. They don't ask their Stay quarterbacks. The to do a whole lot. I think Jay's probably right. I think that they've got a much higher ceiling if Lance is the guy they think he is. But for the most part, week to week, I would say, what's the difference? Probably. Probably. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's move on, fellas. Uh, The Monday night game, we wrap up uh, week number three with an NFL showdown in the Big Apple. Uh, when the surprising New York football giants uh, put their spotless 2-0 record on the line at home, welcome in the Dallas Cowboys, who got a massive win last week when quarterback Cooper Rush led the Cowboys to a big upset over the now 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals. Current odds from Superbook.com, Giants a Two and a half point favorite in this one, over under sitting at 39 and a half. John, we'll, we'll go to you on this one. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Monday night showdown? Uh, well, first of all, you know, we just, it was two and a half. We have now moved down to Giants minus one against oh, Dallas. So uh, I guess the market giving some respect to the Cowboys' performance on Sunday, beating the Bengals. The Giants, two wins or two and oh, like you mentioned, but. Both those games could have easily gone the other way. I mean, this team could just as easily be 0-2. I don't know how much respect Danny Dimes gets in the betting markets. This is a bit of a toss-up game here. There's going to be a lot of Cowboy fans at this game in New Jersey. So, toss-up game, very light action, not a lot to report. 
Very low total. Looks like a very boring game, Jay. Doesn't look like a, a game that's going to really move the needle too much. Giants one point favorite, total of thirty nine. No sharp action to report yet. This is like this is what I expect from Monday Night Football. You know, my, I'm always surprised when Monday Night is a great game. Now, usually the Sunday game is the big game. This looks like your, your typical Monday uh, so-so game. Well, it, this matchup wouldn't be a late Monday Night Football game. So when they have like some of these bigger market teams that really are not great teams, they put them on these national televised games early in the season. So it's not too yeah. bad, right? They don't want to put the Giants on Monday Night Football in about nine weeks when they're two and seven. But um, right. it's True. I like Cooper Rush, you know. I'm not saying, I, you know, I think he's a an all pro or anything like that, but I think that that win over the, the Bengals is going to propel this team in the right direction. I think they're huge this with a lot of a lot of confidence there, a lot of mojo. The Giants, I mean, their two wins, I, it's going to take a lot more than these two wins for me to believe in the New York Giants. It's just not happening. I wouldn't be surprised to see this thing go one the other side by the time we get the kickoff. Yeah, Giants have had a nice uh, opening schedule. Uh, they're in for a reality check coming up. It's time for the big ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? Uh, there are some big bets. You know, we we were really sweating the Old Dominion UVA game. We had a guy bet 50000 on Old Dominion, and we normally wouldn't watch a game what? like that. I know. I remember one that we were watching. I was watching as I was falling asleep. It was a guy. We gave a guy under or over 71 in the USC Fresno game for 40,000. And then you've got your normal big bets on the NFL. I mentioned yeah. 200,000 we had on Canelo Alvarez. Pretty typical weekend. Good volume, some big bets. This weekend, it's still early, but we, we did have one bet that caught my eye was a guy bet 20,000 on North Carolina minus one and a half against Notre Dame. That game this Saturday in Chapel Hill. Notre Dame... At some point, we'll get their act together. No, I mean I, I would hope so for Marcus Freeman's sake. They've been a disaster so far, so we'll see. That's a very interesting game. North Carolina's quarterback looks really, really good, Drake May. So we'll see. All right, great stuff. Uh, we'll keep an eye on some of the big bets coming in on this weekend, and make sure you get to SuperBook.com before kickoff. Sign up today, download the app, and make sure you get in the game. SuperBook is offering some great sign-up bonuses and odds boosts right now, and for the latest wagering news, original content, special promotions, and bonuses, keep an eye on us on social media. We are at SuperBook Sports. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? Jay, give us an update on what went down last weekend with the super contest. Well, we got two players left undefeated in the super contest. Uh, two of them at ten and zero. We have twenty eight at nine and one. So a lot of people, and I don't even know. I didn't really want to count how many people we have at eight and two. So I skipped that one. But uh, two at ten and zero, twenty-eight nine one. The gold, very similar. You got one person in the gold, and this is winner take all. Winner gets four hundred thousand here. Remember, there's one uh, leader at nine and one. You got seven people at eight and two. So they're off to a good start. A lot of good records there. And it's not too late to get into the reboot. Let me throw that in there because reboot yeah, is a second half sure. contest. Remember that's a second half contest and the uh, entry deadline for that is uh, November 12th at 3 p.m. 
All right, so still time, 10 and 0 in two weeks in, in what's going on in the NFL right now. That That's insane to me. That's so impressive. Yeah, well, there's somebody on the show that's 9 and 1 in another contest, mm. uh, not, and it's not me. And uh, it's nice for Very sure not Ron. me. <laughs> I thought it was wrong. Yeah. I'm going yeah. out on top. Uh, I'm going out on top. I'm just yeah. going to take my 9 and 0 record and – See you soon. I uh, love it, guys. Uh, great stuff. And as you said, uh, uh, still some in-season payouts to go and some action coming up. Let's now, guys, let's go back to school, talk some college football. We'll blow through uh, some big games coming up this weekend on the docket. Uh, we'll go quickly. Uh, number five, Clemson. Traveling to Wake Forest, who's ranked number 21 right now. Clemson is a seven-point favorite. The total is sitting at 55 and a half, a lot of points on this one. John, give us your thoughts on this matchup. I did see a really sharp player take seven and a half, took Wake plus the points. That's what knocked us down to seven. I still don't know what to make of Clemson this season. I, I still think Clemson would be better off if they went to the backup quarterback. We'll see what happens there. But sharp money on Wake early in this game, or early in this week, I should say. Okay, very good. The action rolls on. Uh, we look ahead. And number 20, Florida, traveling to, wow, I, I was shocked that they've moved up this this high right now. Uh, number 11, Tennessee. The line in this one right now, according to Superbook, is Tennessee minus 10 and a half. The over under, wow, 62 and a half. They're expecting a offensive shootout. But Jay, we've seen uh, this line really uh, blow up here in the past few days. Give us the details. Yeah, we did open this thing at 10 and a half and it actually got to 11 on Monday. And then we took some uh, money back on Florida at plus 11. So I, I think it's going to be pretty well balanced. Even This isn't a great schedule this weekend in college football, but this yeah. probably is the marquee game of the yeah. weekend. I'd like to see some changes in the SEC and some new blood there. So I'm glad it's, you know, Florida and Tennessee. I get tired of some of the others, but uh, interesting to see the volunteers this big a favorite. Okay. They don't normally yeah. see themselves, uh, you know, 10 and a half, 11 point favorite over Florida, but that's uh, the power ranking that we have these days. So good for them. You know, since we're in Tennessee, I wouldn't mind seeing them, uh, you know, make a nice run. Well, I'm not so sure about that, Jay, because we're, we're going to be doing a lot of odds boosts on the Vols at Superbook.com this weekend in Tennessee. Oh, that's right. we got Chris the Bear Felica and the College Game Day crew are going to be out there. Yes. So I don't – the last thing I'd want to see is Tennessee doing well and all those Superbook Tennessee customers winning. Uh, that's definitely not at all <laughs> what I want. So There's Mr. Brightside. I'll be rooting yeah. for the, the Florida okay. Gators, of course, and all those people well, they in can, Tennessee lose. Tennessee could win but not cover. Then we'd be yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll be fine there. And great plug, John. Man, this uh, you just keep it rolling. I mean, it, we true. are. It, things are happening in Tennessee with Superbook. So mm -hmm. uh, it's going to mm -hmm. be a massive week and get down there if you have the chance. Uh, we'll, a couple more games, guys, quickly. Uh, keep it in the SEC. Number 10, Arkansas. At number 23, Texas A&M, Superbook odds A&M minus two right now, uh, over under 48 and a half. John, you're up. Um, give us some details and, and your thoughts on this game. See some sharp money on over, over uh, 48. Game's up to 48 and a half. That game's in Arlington, neutral field. A&M's played a pretty tough schedule so far. 
You know, they played App State. They had the big game last week against Miami. Now they got to play Arkansas. Arkansas needs a win coming off last week. Disaster situation for the Razorbacks. So A&M's really uh, – they, they played some pretty tough games. and They're in the SEC West, so they've got all their really tough games later in the season coming up. Tough uh, schedule for Jimbo Fisher and the boys there. And we'll wrap it up with the Pac-12 after dark, as always. Uh, number seven, USC, coming in as a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Oregon State. That game, 9.30 Eastern. The point total, I thought 62-and-a-half was a lot. 71 in this game. 71 points, Jay. I mean, you don't see that much. Talk about this matchup. Yeah, this is going to be probably a big game for us, um, especially for the total. Looks like there's some plenty of sharp money on the over. We opened at 69. I so I know that some others opened up lower than that, but now I'm seeing 71 and a halfs out there at some pretty sharp places. So I expect it to go up even higher. And that's all sharp money. The public really hasn't gotten a hold of this yet, and probably won't until Saturday. So the money that we're seeing right now is some educated play. I will update on the line. It has dropped down a half now, Ron. We okay. uh, we were at six and a half when we started the show. It's six now, and we're seeing a number of sixes across the board. So it's dropping down at this point. Well, fantastic. Uh, great update. And that's why you want to follow us on social media at Superbook Sports uh, for the latest movement. And as the injury updates come in, you'll definitely want to keep an eye on the Superbook app. You know, time to see which teams are maybe for real uh, in the NFL. Final thoughts, Jay, why don't you take us out? We're moving right along, you know, not only in Nevada, but in our other jurisdictions, uh, you know, visit us uh, up in uh, Blackhawk at the Lodge. Those in Colorado, it's a really uh, great place to watch all the games. But our other uh, jurisdictions really picking up a lot of steam, Arizona, Tennessee, and of course, New Jersey's always there, but a, a lot of momentum that we have in uh, Tennessee and Arizona. So, uh, and then we are opening up Iowa here shortly as well. So Superbook keeps crawling along. You know, and uh, we hope to be in maybe uh, as many as an additional five or six states by the end of next year. Here we come. John, your final thoughts before we kick off uh, the big weekend and uh, the NFL on Thursday night. Yeah, the big Thursday night game between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, that one. Uh, no, it should be a good weekend. Uh, it's the, be a the, grind. The, the college card this week is not great, but October is going to be filled with some great college football games, so... Download the Superbook app right away. We're coming to Iowa soon. Tennessee and Arizona are taking off. I've been really, we don't talk about Arizona enough on this show. I think we should circle the wagons, do some Arizona talk next week because Superbook in Arizona is doing well, and I'm very excited to see it. Absolutely. Uh, when the UFC was down there, huge uh, attendance there. They're big fans. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, some things are going on with their college worlds, but uh, the Cardinals got a big win. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, you guys, you don't need me. You guys are all over this, promoting Superbook. And and get to the app, folks. You're going to see it's one of the easiest apps to see. Download. You probably have other sports betting apps as well. Check out Superbook because they do have the best odds. All right, guys. Thanks again. Great job as usual. We're going to wrap it up for my partners, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Guys, in the desert, I'm Ron Kruk. Enjoy the games this weekend. 
You've been listening to the Superbook Sports Podcast. Superbook Sports Podcast. Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Ron Kruk. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Superbook Sports Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media. The world's premier sports betting podcast network.